are listening to Let's Go, the weekly anime podcast about weekly anime from Dynamite in the Brain and Secret of the Sailor Madness. So come along and hang with the Let's Go gang. It's Dwayne. Hello. It's Niall. How are you? And it's me, Brian. And on this episode, we are covering anime that aired the week of the 17th of October to the 23rd of October 2021. And that is about all the energy I've got. So let's fire ahead. Power down. Go, go through Feed a Pirate Princess, episode 11, at Mission's End. Last episode, we arrived at the Treasure Island, which I was like, this seems to be the place where all the treasure that's missing in the world ends up. But then it's explained to us that this is the place where all the treasure that's missing in the world ends up. Yep. Yep. Including that's including the was it the the Kusanagi, the Imperial Royal Treasure they've been looking for. Yup, because you get this ruler out. Yup, that shot in length. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. That's what what are ancient sword gonna be? I it, mean, it's yeah, yeah. It's it's the back cushions of the couch of Planet Earth uh, treasure. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's suggested that it's they've been brought here for a reason, but we don't know what the reason is yet. Uh, the cap, the English captain or admiral, I guess, is like, oh, the treasure, it's all mine, and so he gets shot in his back by Abel. And then goes, I did like his immediate thing. I was like, why is he fucking? He looks like he knows where he's going the whole time. He's like, this is really weird and suspicious. He's like, I found it. I found all the missing treasure in the world. Mm. He could have been in the history books. Oh, well. Um, and make sure that any anybody who's just here for the treasure, I'm going to shoot you. And then yeah, every- he's got that look in his eyes, you know, he's whatever this is that gets into your brain like a did with Fenna. It's in his mind as well, luring him mm. in. Mm. Um, and so they call out the uh, ninjas and offer them a chance to surrender, but they're not having any of it. And we get English soldiers who, this really isn't their fight, being murdered by the ninjas, who is while Abel sneaks away in the <laughs> conflict. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, it seemed for a second there that all oh, the ninjas are going to have some heroic last stand. It has that kind of vibe, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. yeah. There's so many of got... them, and there's only a couple of us ninjas that are having the armed force. You think, if you guys are a ninja, why don't you like, use this, all these like, cavern surrounding to your advantage and just fucking well, stick up behind them and shank them? They, they sort of did. They got them to fire all their guns, and before they could reload, they murdered them all. Yeah, mm. they throw a smoke bomb down, run in, and just start stabbing them. That'll do. Mm. When Karen's doing her whole fucking <laughs> marvelous and approved Black Widow weird <laughs> MMA combinations to where she lands with her arse face in the camera. Yeah. It's all yeah. perfectly well choreographed, yes. That, that I appreciate less, but uh, I did appreciate her firing her gun and then her firing that same gun again. And the guys are like, oh shit! God, oh, can do, do that! <laughs> uh, good stuff. Uh, so Abel sneaks away. He finds the uh, st- same big stone staircase. Uh, that uh, Fenner and Yoshimaru took. If you Me- said the dungeon was easy last fucking week for the lads, it's even easier for him. All the fucking puzzles have been solved already. <laughs> the puzzle. <laughs> uh, that would actually be a good idea for a D&D adventure where you know, you know, the party shows up like a day late and all the puzzles have been solved. <laughs> mm. But uh, you want to do it in such a way that it creeps them out as to like, uh, who's who's further down the dungeon than we are? Mm-hmm. Um, but as it's it is, in space station, but in a dungeon. Yes, it's the good yeah. guys. It's the good guys who are ahead, and they're up, um, hanging out with. There uh, was Ark. Hmm. It's no become fossilized, but uh, yeah, it's um, it's a it's a good look. I, I like the kind of thing for it, and um, she's having uh, like a kind of I, I guess a moment of us like, wait, what? What does it mean? What does it all mean? And then. Um, Abel. Sorry, is it Abel who shows up first? or I was trying to remember whether Kobe or Abel shows up oh, first. Oh, Abel turns up. No, off. Kobe shows Abel up at the end. Off, the yeah. sky turns blood red. There is a malevolent presence that entered the room. Hmm. And it's a, it's a good fight between himself and um, our ninja boy because it's kind of like, I got two swords, but he's got a sword and a gun. And it's like, so if he's doing the um, the bloodborne thing, it's like, oh, I'll fucking catch you with the gun. Get you in a stun lock. <laughs> Hmm. Not unless he cut his arm off and you can't shoot no gun no more. He's got but he still shoes. has a, he still has a sword at that stage, so he does get a, a stabbing in the gut for his trouble. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, he's, he's, just, he's I suppose he has no fear of uh, <laughs> possessing him. He's just going to keep going forward. 
like initially he's seeing Fina as um, uh, as Fina's mother, uh, but then he realizes like, wait, I can't move forward because you're attached to him, and I need you to turn into your mother. So I'm gonna kill this guy. That that's that'll work out. Everything will work out fine for Abel, even with my arm chopped off. I'm probably still good. Oh, uh, why is everyone looking behind me? Oh, it's 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 Fina's mother. Um, hey, yeah, sorry I'm late. <laughs> uh, no, you you do see Kobe. Oh, Cody, Cody, Cody. Cody. You see Not him walking Cody. through the. Yeah, you see him walking through the forest place. before yes. you get to this fight, and every time he yeah, goes past right. a tree, he turns into Fina's dad, and then he's back to. That's it. That's probably where I was getting the mixed up. Yeah. 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 Mm. Yes, Cody, not Kobe. Very similar characters. <laughs> Maybe Kobe will be doing that at the end of One Piece. <laughs> Don't you he see? Shanks on and on. I was Gold Roger, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so yes, yeah, reunites with Fina's mother, or is it Joan of Arc? Uh, flickers between the two as his hmm. ghost heads off to heaven while his body uh, disintegrates. I, I feel like that was too nice an ending for him, but it was kind of the thing of like she loved the man he was and not who he became kind of thing. And just kind of like not saying I'm not going to forgive you, but, you know, I still care about you. Also, I feel sad that like, yeah, we'll meet together. I'll see. I'll see you when you get there. And, and but her. There's a ghost, good 10 minutes of this, folks. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's a she's left behind and looks kind of forlorn about it. And I was just like. So wait, was she bullshitting him? It was like, yeah, I needed you to come here and just do all your bullshit and then fucking die. That was that was your part of the plan. Well done. It's it's not clear. Yes, Yukimaru is also stabbed at this point. Um, yes, he's uh, I mean, like he's holding it together better than your yes. man who didn't even make it to Fina's mother before he bled out in the ground, and then his ghost had to walk uh, a couple extra feet. Hmm. Uh, and then Fina's surprised to see her dad, and the dad explains, "I'm not your dad." And then changes into Kobe and Cody and says, "I, I, we are just symbols. I am the observer. I am the storyteller of the story that is your life." Um, because hey, it, Sunny Boy can't have all the angels' egg. <laughs> <laughs> right. This Easter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there we go. What a strange ending. Uh, there's one more episode, I believe. Um, is it go over some kind of strange? Uh, this is actually what a story about storytelling, like the soon to be completed <laughs> uh, Hunter's Gate Round Hood and Shonen Jump, where it's just like turned into like this is the fairy tale vibe, and then it's like uh, actually it was, wasn't going to be a long running thing about fighting werewolves. It's going to be actually it's a, it's a fairy tale about fairy tales. There we go. We we ah. we have to rush to the ending. Um, I, I've seen a lot of people. I haven't watched the last episode yet, but I've seen a lot of people complain about this. Like it feels kind of rushed and everything. I was like, yeah, I I could have done with more time hanging out with these characters for sure. But I'm like, maybe we'll see how they land with it. But yeah. like, it seems I, to be. I quite like it. What it reminds me of is, uh, it's almost like '90s OVA pacing, where they're like, we've only got yeah, so much time. Sure. We've got to crack mm. on. But with but yeah, with, yeah, yeah. with original material rather than the thing of oh we the the other the other tone of a nineties OVA is with there's only so much material we can adapt. Uh yeah, yeah. And so yeah. you're never gonna get an ending. Whereas this we're gonna get an ending. It's just gonna be mm. faster in twelve episodes than perhaps the fifty two episodes that you might expect from the premise. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. again, like yeah, it's the like it's one might be longer, at least like another like another twelve or something like that, uh, hmm. but then you think, well, it sort of sagged in the middle there. So what, what would what would they have filled it with? More pirate stuff. Yes, the lady pirates would have got more stuff. I guess, like, yeah, because more and like the lady pirates are coming back, right? Yeah, exactly. There would be like the recurring things, you know, and they're like getting to this stage now. Well, they're in Davy Jones' locker, so they're going to have those little meet cues, you know, where they hate each other, but then she has to decide. Oh, actually, we're fighting on the same side, and I want. I'll have both you twins actually. You will both be my preference, you know. But no, that's gonna happen yeah. with their death. Yeah, yeah, they're super exploded. Um, or maybe they'll all they'll all meet in 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 Eden. I'll meet in heaven. Yeah, yeah. There'd be a longer trail of clues, I think, and a longer version of this. Yes, which would yeah, take you to different islands. The storm islands. would have led them to a thing that yeah. would have led them to the the the, uh, the compass, which yes. would have led them to a different thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. have to find four stones with writing on. Uh, <laughs> figure <laughs> out, triangulate the point between all four stones. Uh, hmm. That'll take you to eat one piece. Um, hmm. Yeah. 
so yeah, but I I mean I'm enjoying it all the way through. I suspect I'll enjoy the ending as well because I'm fine with it going really bonkers at the end, even if it did somehow remind me of failed 1999 Vic and Bob prime time <laughs> entertainment uh, families at war when they would end it with them declaring I am the spider and I am the water boatman <laughs> well I, but all, all I have on one piece things we slip in here when we're talking about it uh, I do appreciate that there's something out there that's willing to say yeah one piece doesn't have to have the fucking the monopoly on pirate stories let's uh, mm-hmm. do something ourselves same way it seems to be people think that Oh, any dinosaur film has to be Jurassic Park because yeah, they yeah. own the idea of what dinosaurs are in films. So, yeah, hmm, there's different ways of doing those kinds of stories, sure. And I mean, like the inclusion of globe-trotting adventures, like well, that automatically fits in with pirates and ninjas. It's like, well, that's contemporary. Yeah, you could totally put some ninjas in there. That's fine. Could give some cyborgs in there and call me back. <laughs> Righty ho, then we've got The Vampire Dies in No Time, Episode 3, Highway to Success, Path to Failure, and Ridiculous Hunter Guild, and More Ridiculous Hunter Guild. I think my favourite part is the first segment of this, because this is a gag I always like. Uh, it, it works great as a gag, less great in real life, of the person who is extremely competent, so the one time when they're not competent, they have to create loads of reasons why they are still correct in their uh, assessment of a situation. (laughs) In real life, that is like one of the most fucking head-wrecking things ever, but in fiction, it's very, very funny. Yeah. Yeah. Also, there's something like you really pushed hard for this, and they told you, no, this is a bad idea. But you, no, 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 I know what I'm doing. I'm going to push harder for it anyway. And then, okay, and then it's a bad idea. You find out Mm. the hard way. Mm -hmm. Uh, I forget her name, but it's the the vampire hunter who works with the cops who got a crush on Drauk in the last episode, and she's following him around town just to see how dangerous he is. That's obviously, that's the reason why that's the excuse she's given to her superiors. Got to keep an yeah, eye on this one. She said to the chief, we got to keep an eye on this guy. I want to get an investigation on this guy going. Um, even after being kind of called out by the regular cops for killing a, a giant leech, I think. Because um, she's weird and creepy the way she could just kill a giant leech and then like ninja hop everywhere. She ninja hops everywhere in this episode, which is great. Like just, um, just wild leaps between the trees and everything. It and, is Inaichi as well. And she just sees Drunk getting killed multiple times and constantly puts some sort of excuse his way as to why this is happening. And the, the constant changing of it, it's just like, okay, so he's obviously, he, he didn't die there, like for real. Like he pretended to die or he killed himself to make him look weak to the townsfolk because he's trying to take over the whole fucking town. My God, he's playing mind games with everyone. But then when he dies for, like, the little kids, were they just insulting him? I don't think they attacked him this time. Just uh, names, yeah. yeah, they only kill him when he's trying to hide down the same alleyway they're hiding from the big mosquito. Oh, yeah, yeah. Basically, and she thinks of him that he's a he's a real cool guy. He's like, I won't kill children. You know, I'm, I'm not going to... I'm not going to threaten children with my weird mind games that I'm playing. She's like, oh, okay, no, he's hot again now. Initially she was scared, now he's hot again. It's just like, hmm. So oh, chivalrous. There's a, there's a giant mosquito coming after him. It's like, okay, now I get to see where his fucking loyalty is like. Is he going to attack one of his fellow vampires, or is he going to like mind control it? And he's just like, ah, mosquito, and he runs the fuck away from it. <laughs> he, he can't beat... I mean, like, it's a big mosquito. It's a vampiric mosquito. More so than usual. Yes. Probably, yeah. like, probably like lowest thing. Well, if he didn't exist, it would be the lowest uh, one on the pyramid. Yeah, yeah. It, it's literally a pest. Um, and then we get we get a little fighting game montage of things he tries to get rid of the mosquito, and his special move is uh, bring in Ronaldo. <laughs> well, his special move is to block with John, which brings in Ronaldo in <laughs> disgust right, that he's right. going to sacrifice. John let him die several times along his trip to the shops, <laughs> but he was just like, hey, fucking don't mess with John. He's like, no, John's tougher than me. <laughs> he can take it. Uh, that was good. Then they go to the Hunters Guild, which is basically a working men's club for vampire hunters. Hmm. Uh, and the first part is that Ronaldo is annoyed that Drauk is like far more... Uh, sociable and gets along well with the other hunters, probably better than he does. Like he, he's he's saying things that could be taken as insulted, insulting, especially since he's a thing that they hunt. 
But like, yeah, he's getting on with everyone. Well, you know, Ronaldo. The first thing he does when he walks into the bar is just that. Ah, here's like the second copy of my book. I'm sure you've all been waiting for. Is this? Yeah, thanks. I'll put it in the window. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The boy, I've had enough of his shit for a long time. Yes, somehow they published the second volume, and it's like that little line. Mm. Uh, and then the third part is another vampire hunter who is the vampire trainer Senya. Uh, wants to battle Ronaldo for possession of Drauk. Uh, because <sighs> Drauk is just his type. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a scary game, man. Ooh, watch out. He'll be homosexual at you. Uh... <laughs> this comic was from 2015, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> this This tested me. This... This pushed me a bit. Uh, the fast forward button is right there. I know, I know. I was just, yeah. I was just like, okay, maybe it'll, maybe it'll turn around. Maybe it'll, it'll get good again. Like I liked some of the individual games that they played, that kind of thing. Um, culminating on the, I forgot that when you're pulling away the pile of sand game as a little, like a little kid, but it's, it's Drowlk with a crucifix stabbed into his ashes. I was like, that's, that's a, funny. That's a good bit. That's a Halloween game too. Is like, like you got yes, the, yeah, um, yeah. Well, with a flower, kind of flower. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I like. I, I I liked more so the joke that the the owner slash the master of the hunters guild um was really excited about playing Twister because he fucked his wife so many times on that Twister thing. I was just like, that's funny because it's just like, oh, we're really gonna play on. But then it's just like, haha, they're gonna put dudes in compromising positions. Yeah, okay, yeah. Like that joke was funnier that he was getting super excited about about his many happy memories it brought him. That's good. But, yeah, fucking difficult. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure this character is, is fucking around anyway. This is be just there for this, for this dumb joke. Yeah, yeah, could be. This is other, other like, more interesting way weirdos with, like, uh, better character designs in the background there. And, I do yeah. like the fact that the Iron Arm guy has still kind of sidelined. It's like, hey, you're that guy who did nothing last episode, and then he just sits down really sad. <laughs> There's some good jokes in there, sure. But, yeah. And next week we meet a Dampier who appears hmm. to be part of the official vampire hunting. Uh, the Daywalker. Yes. Uh, and we also get some more of the vampire research guys. Mm-hmm. which I'm really confused about their role. Uh, like, I think vampirism is just, like, a regular it's, problem it's... that you have the civic service take oh, care of. Oh, yeah, well, you get, like I said, I accidentally watched... They literally I accidentally just take you for a booster shot if you get half bitten, of so. the next episode, so yes, there's definitely... <laughs> vampirism definitely is, like, uh, <laughs> just a common everyday problem. Uh, they do get into that in the second story in the next episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I imagine exterminators coming in and it's like, ah, oh, I see the problem there. You got Nosferatu in there. Nasty buggers. Um <laughs> that kind yep. of thing. I need to smoke them out. Righty who, then we've got uh Ranking of Kings, episode two, The Prince and Kage. Uh, why does this show keep making me want to cry? Well, um, because they're trying I, to make me cry. I'll tell you yeah. why, because they've rearranged the order of events from the comic. Because ah, okay. I was, because I saw lots of people commenting how good the first episode is by not being sentimental, and there's stuff they, so the Kage stuff comes later in the first volume, mm. his flashback and his origin story. I thought it worked well here because it his his origin like informs why he's acting, why he's confused about why he's acting the way he is right yes, now. Yes, but mm. he, he he with. It's positioned in a bit later on when he gets a chance to stop and think about it in the book. Right, now, right. The, the, that, that's, that's part of it. But the big thing which makes it more sentimental is the stuff right at the end. So, essentially, we get Kaga's background about how he's the last surviving member. It, it was this, they, they, they attacked the Lord who they were working for, which is the thing they were not supposed to do. The suggestion was, like, uh, Kage's mother was saying to the guy, he's like, you said something to the king, didn't you? Um, So this other guy was, like, badmouthed the the Shadow Clan to um, whatever the Lord or king was in charge. So it made them look like they did a crime, I guess. Yeah. Which uh, which they may may have done. They may have done, or they may have been framed for, like, 
they were assassins, but they might have been framed for an assassination yeah. that they didn't do because yes. they were loyal to their who uh, they work for. Like Kage's mother doesn't doesn't make any any bones about and saying, "Mommy, why do you kill people? Because we're paid to do it. Do you kill everybody? Yep, women, children, the elderly, you name it. Because we gotta have principles. We gotta have like you know a code, and you know this is our code. We stick by it. But we gotta we gotta deliver. We got to mm. do what's asked for us. Do what 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 we are duty bound to fulfill." But more importantly to the story, it establishes that Kage has not actually ever killed anybody because he was too young. Yeah. All he had was a toy horse uh, when his mother tried to hold everyone back and keep him safe. Uh, Then, as they're hunting for him, he's protected by this young countess, who I assume Mm. we're going to see at some point further down the storyline. She's got a good character design, so probably, Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> she has like a weird vibe around her that creeps out the rest of the hunting yes. parties. It's like, hmm, hope you're going to become a, a, a royal down the line somewhere. Yeah, exactly. I think it's going to fit into the theme of who is fit for royalty. And it's just like, well, maybe she is because she let a poor fucking innocent child uh, live when a bunch of knights were trying to murder him. Um, mm, yeah. I'm not sure that is the theme. We'll get to the theme, I think, in episode four. Fair enough. From what I've read of the comic, uh, I think the theme it's going for is very relevant. Is it's very relevant to that to today. But so then, then he like falls in with a. Uh, I was going to say a Fagin type figure, but he's more like uh, Bill Sykes than Fagin. Uh, yeah, he tries to like sell his treasured toy to or trade it for an apple because he's starving on the streets, and people are just like, "Get the fuck out of here, kid." Um, but this guy's like, hmm, weird monster. I could use that for crime. Yes. That would be good. Wash my dishes. And then when I run out of crime, I can see there's a reward for turning him in, and I'll turn him in. Uh, hmm. And then even after escaping, he then goes and spends his money at the pub, gets too drunk, and gets stabbed to death. But then Kage escapes and comes back to him and sees the guy who he thinks looked after him dying on the floor of a pub in front of him. He he's he's shown him the most kindness out of everyone else, which is like fuck all kindness, but yes. he did feed him a rotten fish. So I mean like, even he's going down though, he is that like moment of humanity before he fucking dies to find say, oh yeah. what this have guy, I done? This weird little creature stuck by me. Uh and I'm dead. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. and then you sort of we skip to like where we met him in the in the first episode, I, I like mm. the, the the quick montage of him doing the sliding along the ground thing, and his his bright eyes turning into the sullen kind it's of eyes. Raining on, he's been snowed on, he's plowing through the shit. It says, "Fuck this world, <laughs> I'm gonna check yeah, it for and, all it's worth." And just cuts to where we found where we met him at the start of the first episode, yeah. and I was just like, "Yeah, that's that that was a really good base, and you can see why he's uh, rooting for the kid here because yes. he's like he, he he doesn't he's not saying it, but obviously he's thinking he's like he's like me, yes. like." So he's going yeah. to go back and to find the prince, and then he ends up seeing him in the fight. Mm-hmm. And the the sword trainer. Well, first we get a discussion between is it Bebin? I need to learn all these guys' names because they're going to be important. Um, <laughs> the so second Beb, prince, is it? The no, Bebin's the 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 snake. He's the guy who's training Master the, of the younger prince. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, and he's talking about how, yes, uh, Boji can beat Dai to fight in this way, but if he beats him fighting this way, then that's going to ruin him. He's not going to be taken seriously as a royal. because this That isn't... was utter bullshit, because he was making the other guy look like an asshole. And it's like, you can't make him look like an asshole. That's not dignified. No, it's like, do he looks undignified. Well, yeah, it, ah, this is that. the thing. It, the, the, lots of these things seem like asshole behavior now. But right. there's not necessarily completely asshole reasons behind some of the behavior of people who seem like assholes. Right yeah, now. I can understand what they're trying to do, but they they can only see one way of doing it. Yes, there was yeah. there was, there was, yeah. there was yeah. like that um that same little conversation in his memories with Kage having his mother and says, "But why do we kill this place? Well, this happened, you know." We had have had the perfect forms for like sneaking in and, and killing people. So maybe yep. it's just to do yep. what we're designed to do. But why? Who says you gotta do that? Why is there only like one way to do this? And why again? You know, particularly with Boji. Oh, he like he's he's deaf and he's deaf and he's mute or he's dumb. Uh, 
how what how well how can he be king? Well, he can be king in this way, but for say no, no, that's the wrong way. You gotta do it the right way, otherwise it isn't uh, it isn't proper, it isn't right. It's not being able to being so intuitive as you can read people's uh, vo uh, words and movements and actions and intentions and being kind. Yeah, I feel like that would make a really bad ruler. Sure, fuck off. <laughs> fucking show but again i'm guessing it's getting me on side for the thing well it's trying to do. yeah but this this is the unfortunate reordering uh which we could probably talk about more next week unless they take the scene completely out in which case i think they might have accidentally ruined it uh but oh <laughs> but, uh, I, I still enjoyed this episode even oh yeah it's still uh... enjoyable I, I i enjoyed it but i was curious uh i was curious because i'd heard a thing uh, and so I checked out the comic, and I was like, "Okay, and yeah, they, they definitely move stuff around to make this more sentimental." Um, right, right. Mm. So yeah, Dom Domas talks to Boji about fighting uh, with strength rather than dodging. You need to you need to fight in a way that's uh, of a kingly way, basically, yes. or something. I forget what way he puts it. Yeah. Boji gets the shit kicked out of him by his his little brother. Because just trying to block the blow of strength for strength is like, he's taller than you, therefore he's stronger than you. <laughs> You're just going to get the shit kicked out of you. Yes. And yeah, and everyone just, like, I, I was half thinking, like, only one guy was like, what the fuck? Are they just going to let him kick yeah. the shit Apis, out of a little kid? Apis, well, uh, Kage's about to step in, but Apis steps in before Kage mm. gets involved. Um, And then we see, uh, we see Dida talking to Bebin. Uh, about what did uh, what did Domus say? So, and then with this, obviously, in this we learned that Bebbing could also understand sign language. A few of the guards seem to. Yes, I think but most of the guards Dida seem to clearly has it. not bothered. Uh, yeah. And it's all going to plan. And then we see that he's got a magic mirror, and there's a thing in the mirror. And this is something exactly. they. This is something yeah. I really feel like they've cocked up from the comic. Uh, in both the choice of the voice and not showing what is in the mirror. Because mm. uh, oh. in the comic, it's just him in the mirror, and I assume it will be him in the mirror. Oh. So why have they given it a different voice? <laughs> that feels like they're giving something away <laughs> further down the line uh, right, by giving right. it a different voice than just his own voice. I feel mm. like it'd be so much more interesting if it's just his own, the same actor performing differently as this magic mirror voice. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but it, it would be that it's just like you know a very malevolent like uh, fucking manifestation of his own narcissism, you know. That was like you know, there's not there's nothing there. It's, it's, it's a evil spirit. It's just his own fucking bad nature that makes him that way. And that's but that's kind of part. He still has the drive to be a king, though. So mm -hmm. yeah, there's there's being because being a king necessitates being an absolute cruel bastard at certain times or all yeah. the time. And he wants yeah. Bebin to get him people who can fight agile, like Bodhi does. Um, and Bebin, Bebin seems suspicious of this mirror. Um, mm. Then we check in in Bodhi uh, back in his bedroom, and this is where a, a scene is completely removed. Because... Uh, oh. <laughs> There's an entire scene in this bedroom which happens in the comic before he gets out of bed and goes to the sword and has the conversation with Kake. And hmm. without that scene, this plays much more sentimentally than it does in the comic. And I also worry that moving this scene will be negative to the characterization of the person involved in the scene. I assume the scene will be in the next episode. If it's mm -hmm. not, then they've really ballsed it up. Mm. It's another like with studio thing, like with Vinland's like where they've kind of rearranged the time other things. Yeah, yeah. Just just to kind of suit maybe better the flow of watching it on telly, but Yeah, yeah. I got the, I got the feeling it wanted you to dislike everybody but Kage and Boji. Yeah, I, by set, kind of by moving like, stuff around in this way. Definitely yeah. the closest like other character I think you, you uh, closest living character you can be sympathetic with is um, the the king Boji's father, um, because like while he goes like, okay, you're not cut to be king, but I do fucking love you, kid. You know, I I do want the best for you, and I'm just like, yeah. Other than that, everyone seems <laughs> kind of like a fucking prick. All right. Well, I say wait till episode four. May change your opinion on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, no. I, like I. 
I assume the thing that they've rearranged and one of the reasons they've done it is to get me riled up at everyone except for the little kid and the shadow yeah, kid. Yeah, that, that's how I felt. That's why I thought it was deliberately being sentimental in this mm. episode. Because the, the the scene, I don't know, I'll discuss it more if once they, I assume they've got to put the scene missing back in. But again, I don't know how it plays putting it after that that scene when he's going towards the sword. But again, the going towards the sword bit in the comic does not play as emotional as it does here because of mm. the thing which they've taken out. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hmm. It's, uh, yeah, it was a weird choice, I thought. Uh, but I, I think it will still work if you're not aware of that. I'm just worried True. that it's going to affect the characterization of one of the other characters. Mm. Uh, and it will play more stereotypically without it. Right. As a fairy tale stereotypes. Mm. Uh, but apart from that, great episode. <laughs> but, it still looks lovely. Yeah. You know, you that. Uh, why miss that? I've been very upset, so successful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. But, uh, you know, it's got to be, be more to it than, you know, just ringing more tears out of you because eventually that's, that's going to be. You're gonna oh, be if all it was out. just that, if that's, yeah. all, if that's all it has, then yeah, for sure. Yeah, that, uh, that, you, know, that... don't, you don't want any kind of, no, it, it's got a very classic look to it. Uh, we don't want to go full. Were masterpiece theater, uh, sure, yeah, tragic yeah. orphan, tra- tragic children stories here. Yeah, yeah. There's, uh, it, I, I, yeah. I feel like it works fine enough that it didn't, it didn't really need those giant tears from a swollen-faced, beaten-up child. Uh, but yeah, it's, yeah, that's the thing which works very well in cartoons. So that's probably why they went for it, but. <laughs> but one piece does it all the time. <laughs> like I, I, they know they can do a good job of it, and like I think, like besides the the snot coming out the nose, the tears rolling down the face, the bandages over one of his eyes just getting increasingly damp. I was just like, ah, oh, come on, show, yes. stop it. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that's entirely the show's doing because. Yeah, uh, yeah. At least it's his tear ducts in that ice will work then. So this whole might save the side of it as well. Because the bandages are gone by the time that happens in the uh, in the comic. Right, right. Um, yeah, so I should wait and see. I'm I'm a little wary on it now because say it does. It's just that sense that it's it's trying to ring out sentimentality, which mm. I'm a little suspicious of, particularly in an adaptation. I think if you just if it's if it's entirely original, then go ahead but uh mm. uh yeah then we got sakagan episode three brains and hearts and this is one i do not remember quite so well i know that she thinks of a shortcut the shortcut goes wrong she thinks of several shortcuts yes and... <laughs> well it's, it's like uh, okay okay i'm i'm a super genius whiz kid and uh just with my knowledge of geology and able to invent stuff and uh if you've got like a little kind of uh lice put into the dependence you just try to turn it on with you know a little thick of switching of led it's not if you needed to pretty neat right but i yeah. my brain's telling me if you go this way you know just blow past all these camps and go straight to the city but gomba is like well my gut tells me uh, that's going to be fucking dangerous because that's like vastly unexplored territory. It's not unexplored. We got a map. We got a, like a weird abstract map and comes off a gem. You know, it doesn't give any detail about what's in there. Uh, you should. I don't think we should do this. It seems unsafe. Hmm. I mean, yeah. like she's right about a bunch of things. Like when there's a well, not really an earthquake, but an earthquake that like splits open the ground and the river goes down. It's like okay, that means there's cavern below here, and if we can break through that cavern, we can actually get to where we want to go even quicker. And it's like she's correct about it. The cavern is filled with monsters, so you know it's just like mm, you mm. gotta, you, you can't just like and, go all the way. In. And the worst part is she's locked her dad out of the controls of the giant robot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's driving it most of the time. He's like, hey, fucking, it's password protected. He's a stereotypical parent where he does not know how computers work and he can't log back in. Yeah, to his uh, console. Yeah, as well though, he takes once they have fern man who puts his hand out the wheel it's just like okay fine you want to be a marker you know and then you, you drive away i'm gonna kick back here i'm gonna read uh, my gentleman's literature you walk away <laughs> and she's having a fucking she's like one how no idea can i haul this fucking this heap all of the cliffs and over valleys and springs mm-hmm. and the business is like it's getting wrecked over he's just like 
Well, you said you wanted to drive, so you know, well, you walk away, or I'm grand. You can let me back in whenever you want, but if you're so smart, then I'll t I'll take the wheel if you want to take a rest. But you know, um, but there's a, a point where there's the earthquake, and he's like, okay, it's it must be far away at this stage, so we're probably okay. We can camp down for a bit. But he starts taking it seriously. He's like, no, get some mm. fucking sleep, get some shut eye, and she doesn't. She stays up all night working out the fucking route. Um, whereas he got a full night's sleep, and that'll catch up on you. Let me fucking tell you from personal experience. Yeah, monster turns up, and uh, she's in the robot. Good. Uh, he's not bad, but then they get separated, and uh, she follows her hunch and goes down into the, into the crevasse. Hmm. So we we don't actually see him deal with the monster at all. Uh, he pulls his gun at it, but you know, again, he's, he, obviously he's handy. He's probably the best shot in the underground west, but I don't know why he's still putting it out against like. I think it was more so in this case. It was like it, it was going to go for her because she was near the robot, but yeah. it went for him instead. But then obviously she ran uh, away and um, like on her own, uh, and she's doing well exploring the caves until she comes across human bones. Obviously, <laughs> some uh, person who was less than lucky exploring yeah. these caves and then there's loads of some kind of isopods or something i'm not exactly sure weird yeah big monsters nasty yeah. yolks i definitely like 10 10 million year old like insects or arthropods that will glad yeah. have died out because they look terrifying angry trilobites basically yeah yeah mm. um she managed to lock herself in like a basically a shipping container from what i can tell i like she emptied her pockets just like it's just a bunch of fucking random ass yeah. junk it's like i gotta have something that can save me because she lost her backpack she lost her which she has tricked out because you can inflate to an enormous size and act as a, as a crash barrier and hmm. a flotation device probably as well but yeah uh, she's, she's got nothing to get her out of this situation she's locked in a shipping container also and... if it's gone so far now you're in the ice level of this of this thing yeah. so it's all frozen up in there this bit's uh cold um but it's only in calling out for her dad obviously she's still not calling him dad yet <laughs> Um, calls out for Gagamba and he shows up in the nick of time just to uh, scare off all the monsters, pick her up and um, I did like the heroic thing of him showing up it's like I'm going to break on through and he's he's sitting in oh, her child's booster yes. seat and he's like give me back the permissions please uh, and then she has to get in his seat and is wearing his jacket so they swap because she's cold yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yeah they feed the monsters then they get to the next uh, stop where a sinister man drinking a cup of tea is so ah oh, you must be these two heroes opinion so it makes it it means it's terrible what I'm gonna do to you or whatever he says yeah it's yeah yeah the implication is like well I'm I mean like you're both very talented but um that's really gonna suck for what happens to you next now um which is like is he gonna arrest them murder them what's his plan here we don't yeah. know. Mm. It's another little one where we're trying to just uh, try to figure out we're father and daughter, but we also were have partners, we're co-pilots on this team. We gotta figure out where our relationship, where our foreign things are. Because like, mm -hmm. my people thinks, oh, I can do a lot. I'm, I'm a super genius whiz kid. I've tripped out the robot already. You know, I've just got all the gear. And I'm saying, okay, yeah, but I've been down here before, and it's fucking scary. Maybe trust me in this one. And he's like. She has, she has expertise, she has valuable input, but he, mm. he's still seeing her as, oh, i got to protect her, uh, rather than valuing her. Because she was right, there was, was a shortcut down there, and they fucking slingshot all the way to the front door of the city. Mm. Um, but, like, could they have taken an easier route? Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, his gut says, yeah, there's monsters there. And how her gut tells her, backed up by the knowledge in her brain, that that's shortcuts this way. You know, you got to have that mm. ideal mix of boats. you got to have... Uh, some good senses. Yeah, and it'll be like working between the two of them and those kind of two uh, ways of working that um, that they'll be successful. Um, I liked her when she finally collapsed in the shipping container thing um, from lack of sleep. Uh, her dreaming of being in the town and going to, already going to college and already working on science stuff. And she was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, uh, I, I'm a woman about town and I was going to go on an adventure and I'm going to do all this thing. But then there's like a shot of like a kid and a mother uh, walking by and she kind of gets like forlorn and that like I, I like that thing. I was just like, yeah, but you're you're missing your childhood, basically, because you're so fucking talented. That kind of sucks. Um, just just a nice uh, visual storytelling way of doing it. Then we've got Dragon Quest, The Adventure of Die, episode 54, Hadlar versus Baron. In which we get Hadlar versus Baron for half an hour with Kilvern showing up to gloat. 
halfway through. And also explain why, uh, actually, here's what happened. All right, peace out. I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Poor die. Why is everything I love explode and die? Not mm -hmm. fair. Uh, we also get the die is yeah. initially going to go to him like, hey, uh, I got to tell you, you got a bomb in your chest. Stop, stop shooting magic. It's like, die, don't tell him he has a bomb in his chest because then your man is just going to hit the kill switch and blows up anyway. If he knows, yeah. So, yeah. a lot of lot of psychic communication between father and son here, which definitely saves on the mouth flapping animation yes. um, budget. <laughs> and Hansler's in the back of the room going, "What the fuck? Come on, come at me!" <laughs> Why are you guys holding back? Come on, you, you can't be doing that to me. What, what's, the, what's this big secret? Come on, do it now. So at the end, Die gets wounded, and so uh, supposedly, yes, yeah, supposedly to stop him from allowing him to heal up, Baron casts Casnews on him, but then explains to Hadler, "No, I was not casting Casnews so we could heal up. I was casting it because I made a promise to myself that I was never going to let him see me turn into a dragonoid again." And I'm going to turn into a dragonoid again. And also, I'm going to say a line here, which really makes me think I'm going to die in the next episode. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Definitely sounds like that. Um, they get a few good licks in, like like they get a long charge-up scene while Baron's psychically talking to his son. Um, and they're both just standing there, like, oh, cool, I got a charged-up sword move too. Oh, well, let's fucking hit each other then. And... Uh, Baron actually has like a sneaky move apparently that monocle he's been wearing the whole time is like, is like ah, I'm just going to take it off and stab you with it real quick just to distract <laughs> you which I was like that's a very cheap move but I like it uh, from Hadlock's got the, what, the, what the Wolverine knuckles though so. he does yeah, yeah I guess that's fair in, uh, in the end Mm, mm, mm. Uh, oh yes, it's die Hadler. We can go to hell together. That's the line, which definitely makes me think he's not surviving the next episode. Or maybe, maybe get hold out for two. But I suspect well, his plan, his plan is... was to kill him and then contain the explosion with his dragonic aura, which he seems to want to be able to put around himself. Yes, which uh, that's not good for him. Uh, <laughs> be in the middle of that explosion. Oh, and yeah, like you said, Kilburn shows up to say, hey, the reason you didn't chop off Hadler's head there is because your blade is temporarily dulled by my volcanic blood? Yes. Um, <laughs> yep, I, I counted on you cutting me in half back there. <laughs> that was my plan. Yes. It really hurts, but there's all part of to, to put you on a, on a bad footing. Yeah, I did like how his reply does not seem to answer the question that uh, Baron had. I think I feel like Baron was asking, how are you alive? Because I sliced you in half, not... <laughs> <laughs> How did I not slice his head off yes. because I sliced you in half? Like, oh, that was, that was it would be, not quite, what I was it'd be quite, a, quite a cruel joke if the if the Grim Reaper was to die themselves. My <laughs> little friend, you know, the little dude, go heat up Barmel. Everyone say, sure thing, you got a nasty scratch there, but I've got a bomb inside. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. assume that a Kilver, uh, uh, Kilburn and Kilburn didn't turn Kilburn about the bomb either. Yes, I no, also wonder know. how the chess pieces are going to react well, if if and when they learn that uh, Vern... If the king's taken out, that's the game over, man. ...stuck a bomb in them as well. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. their loyalty is only to Hadlar, and I suspect yeah. if they discover that Hadlar's being betrayed by Vern, they won't be very happy about it either. I mean, like much like everyone was left, right, and center betraying Hadlar, now everyone's going to betray Vern, I guess? <laughs> I think so, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <sighs> Oh, well, that, that's just better for him realizing but, hey, this is a fucking pyramid scheme there's more of us than there are of him I <laughs> see he's bad the means of, of magical villainy mm -hmm. then we've got Muta King the Dancing Hero episode 4 Chill Out Sunset in which Muteki finally gets his character design <laughs> hey, he's showing it off everywhere around town He's being very humble about it. It's like, what? You think I look good? Look good. Jacket? What's a jacket? <laughs> hey, are you hitting on my sister? No. Uh, to the point where like his character design is so different that that weird fucking roller skating restaurant worker does not recognize him. He used to take off the headband. It's like, it's me. It's Muteki. Oh, it's your fourth visit. I was like, what is your fucking deal? Yes, <laughs> weirdo. He's, he's worried that there's something between her and DJ. There's, there's chemistry, man. There's, there's filter keep, keep, yes. keep appearing in the background. Uh, what's going on there? <laughs> it's like, I'll have uh, you'll have like the clam chowder, please. It's like, okay, okay. Here's your ice cream float. Not what you ordered. Here's your clam chowder. You do have your food. 
<laughs> I think she's very subtly trying to tell you, Muteki, that she hates you and get out. Either that or they don't serve hamburgers there. <laughs> I know they serve at least fries and... Um, coffee, coffee. Ice cream floats. And... Uh, <laughs> um, Maybe because it's a seaside one, they tend to do sea stuff, but that doesn't explain the chips. Uh, oh well. Maybe it's a seasonal menu. Well, I change it like every day. Just like, yeah, yeah. We're putting on, I don't know, like an Argentine steak, but we always have some Coke floats. Always have them on hand. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. By the time we learned that it was the end, it's suspect it's more that DJ is suspicious of her. Than... Yeah. Because like, I mean, like he, he says to Muteki, he's like, "Wait, are you are you got a thing for it?" It's like, "No, Muteki, you could do much better than her." How about me? Um, so like, I've no idea what he's after. Um, it's why this this way Muteki from getting buying into all of this octink and this uh fucking mass media manufactured shit. It's gonna rot your brain. You gotta go, gotta listen to this. Listen to some real tunes. Before we get that though. Music. Uh, Muteki learns all about chilling from Suta King as he's chilling on the beach. That guy's so cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> he doesn't need to go and do yoga, which is Octink's latest plan. Is Get everyone really nice and relaxed and then turn them into goo. Yes. Become prisoners I, of, of the deepest chill. I, I think one of my favorite jokes was, you know, you had people doing yoga, you had people relaxing in a jacuzzi on the beach. Bit weird, but all right. Um, it's a bit more like a mud bath. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's the orange. It's the orange. It's the black inky goop. Yeah, there's definitely something mixed in there. But like the women grabbing eels to relax, I was just like, <laughs> what is that about? It was a bunch of just bunch of dudes just like uh, one talking into the hookup pipes and this music going. Is, this, is that even legal in New York, San Francisco? It definitely is. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. But like the, the the grabbing eels thing, that was weird. Like I feel like that they're trying to say something there, but it's just I was just like. That doesn't even look relaxing. That looks very. Yes. Yeah, if it was like, oh, it's who's falling down in the mud. It's by releasing your inhibitions. It's, it's probably some one of those games. Uh, remember from Zombie Dance Saga, they had that, that, bit of, that bit of Saga. It was just oh, like, oh, we're famous for our big skippers. mud holes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mud wrestling and mud diving. Uh, it was some game like that. You just kind of catch like, mm. mud skippers, you know, some shit. But uh, he, he nearly relaxes into a pile of goop. Yes, because he was absorbing the bad octopus cells. You need to absorb the good octopus cells instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the clear delineation between good and evil octopuses, just yep. stated in the show. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah, saves the day again. And then, well, again, DJ's usual grift is like, why well, everybody's not recovering from their temporary amnesia? Everybody's here. Let's party! <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they have a beach party this time. Um, mm -hmm. uh, also, uh, oh, uh, Music King, by the way, he saved you all. You might have seen him on TV. Cause oh, that's they, right. We figure out how TV works, and apparently there's a dude who's like, Hi, I'm John YouTube, and anything that gets the voice like, out, request, I'm going to pull it up, make a ch whole channel for it. I'm an eccentric billionaire. Away! Like, the, like, the only thing I can think is much like the last, uh, the DJ, the DJ, stack the polls uh, with unique... Um, postcards and like it so there's a sh there's a channel dedicated to ranking the sexy body parts of Muda King. yes we, we don't one, see most of them number one is the general mouth theory it's only a bit of exposed flesh she offers us hmm. <laughs> uh, at the end we see uh, Seth appears to be something other than human because he refers to foolish humans and then transforms into his human body um, <laughs> and then he goes through a secret door to uh, play a pipe organ and declare that act two is beginning and uh, Muteki asks his uh, his the girl he's interested. In. I was going to say like his paramour, and I was like he she didn't have a fucking clue. He asked her out to uh, theme park. Was it? Yes. yes. I, 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 I assume that she's going to turn out to be uh, the idol. I the idol. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or they said they're they've based their based their likeness upon yes. her anyway. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and that she she got fucking just like. Uh, Signed a bad contract, signed over all our rights. Now she's got to work every day at this fucking road, this seaside diner. And meanwhile, her fucking virtual, virtual personality is making millions for this dude. Like, it could be like a thing Four of um, a similar thing to Muteki where he turns CGI, does a dance, and that saves the day because 
she turns CGI, does a dance, and everyone turns to goop. Yes. It's like a complete inversion of the thing, yeah. Um, yeah, and then we get a preview that they are, we're going to, the next episode is the date, but so they're planning on closing the amusement park. Hmm. What are they going to do? Also, the mouse is there again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm enjoying this a lot. It, it's quite a good mood show, I find. Yeah. Hmm. It, it's simple, but effective, yeah. Right. Like, you know, it was it was, it was up the two and a half minutes we like these days where we're all scared around a so do the same routine. But again, not the point. It's everything either side of that. That's sure. Yeah, it? yeah. It's, I, I, I like how it says structure. He's like, here's it goes in the morning. Uh, he'll have this little thing with DJ. He'll go to the diner, which he goes, all right, this time, no, 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 and then he'll bubble into the latest like fad that Octink are offering, and yeah, and just it just blow up the whole after the foil operation. Uh, the declaring of Act Two, and then the preview suggests that the format's going to change next yeah, episode, yeah. and then it'll probably do a full a four episode format, and then we'll go into Act Three. Um, mm. Then we've got Lupin the Third, Part Six. Episode 2, Detective and Crook. Uh, a lot shorter arcs this time before we get into the uh, solo story, single episode stories, as this is all wraps up in the second episode, as we are properly introduced to Sherlock Holmes. I think it's like it's it's wrapped up for this thing, but it's like, but that will be simmering in the back burner. Yes. Like, don't, don't worry about mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And also introduced to the geography of Southeast London, as I... <laughs> Figuring out all the various places we see. He's got, he's got, he's got the court board and red thread out again. <laughs> well, it starts obviously the other side of the river because it's um, it, it's fairly clear where they are. They're in Bankman Place, I think they're in front of where, that, where they they blast past on the explosion. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, but the the good the most of the episode is Sherlock Holmes hunting down Lupin. Lupin trying to escape from Sherlock Holmes. Um, like the the gang are just like they're just aghast that Lupin is just like, wait, so you're just gonna pack up and leave? It's like, yeah, you guys haven't fought Sherlock Holmes. I'm getting the fuck out of here. And <laughs> ding dong, oh fuck, it's Sherlock Holmes. We, we gotta go. He just lays it on like, lads, why we put this hideout? Oh, because it's three minutes away from the city, and because it's in a very multicultural area, so he wouldn't stand out exactly. So he'll know things. He thinks yeah. the exact same thing. You know, precisely where we're gonna go. He's basically put all the reasons we picked this place as to the reason why we would be here and we are here. So yeah, and then fuck it, let's get him. Yes, (laughs) and then then it kind of matches them up individually one at a time against Sherlock Holmes, so you can see how Sherlock Holmes can uh, outwit them in various ways. Hmm. So Uh, like uh, with with Goemon, he's unfamiliar with um, Baritsu. Baritsu. (laughs) Baritsu. (laughs) Martial arts. Because when he leaves the girl behind, like uh, with it's just like, okay, you take care of her, Mrs. Hudson. Uh, you make her that hot chocolate. I got, I gotta go. And 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 she's just like, I'm remembering horrible things about Lupin. It's like, no, 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 go back to bed, go back to bed. And he gets out the cane and the pipe for That's fighting crime. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, Jigen is not used to fighting a guy who also has a, a signature uh, po- poker that would help him fight back. And also, he's doing things like you know, getting the sun in his eyes and that kind of stuff. Um, making the shots bad for Jigen, uh, being flirty with uh, Fujiko in a way she's like, oh, I wasn't expecting, um, okay. That's that's nice. Uh, so that's how she's defeated, for lack of a better term, I guess. Well, it's, it's, it's end of a motorcycle chase and they get flipped off the bike and it's uh, Jigen and Fujiko <laughs> going flying through the air. Whoa! But he can't catch both of them. So... Hmm. And also, he doesn't he doesn't grab the poster that's sandwiched between her tits because he's a gentleman. And also, he's not interested in the poster. He wants Lupin. <laughs> she, she tries to go like it's kind of like go to classroom to get him. You're not gonna get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he doesn't want to fucking. And he's such a gentleman that he catches her. He doesn't grab the map and everything or whatever it is. I assume it's a map of some kind between her tits. She's kind of like, oh my god, okay. Um, and he, then he Lupin is already there at that construction site and he's like okay we're gonna have a final confrontation the guy gets get the, fuck- the perfect uh yeah please from like no standing on the edge of this like ruined uh concrete floor and you know i have a very sinister angle up on here mm-hmm. but his basic thing is just like get the fuck out of town i don't ever want to see you in london again <laughs> which uh, is like yeah yeah lupin seems to suggest that lily's memories won't bode well for sherlock holmes either Mm. Um, 
It's not, yeah. Yeah. That perhaps he has something to do with Watson's death too. Like, mm. if he wasn't directly involved, then he failed to. It's more so he failed to save him, or like got him killed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He blows the place up and uh, leaves. Yeah, well, initially Sherlock Holmes leaves and goes like, "Yeah, I did call the cops here. I am like, yes. <laughs> I am a detective. I will uh, yes. pass on the information." And Blue Band has rigged the place to blow somehow. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it was the wild levels way too high. The guy get out of the country. The guy like go lie low. Some bits across the world. Uh, but some of it's not here anyway. Mm-hmm. And uh, Albert is uh, keeping tabs on it with the. I keep forgetting what like the French Secret Service is called. Yes, and I was wondering if those three guys were in the previous series because they've got more of characters assigned than the MI6 guys have got. Um, yeah, those guys went straight to hospital. Don't worry about them. <laughs> they might uh, come back. They might come back, but uh, yeah, it almost feels like Albert had plotted all this to begin with, just how satisfied he was, Mm -hmm. Um, as if, yeah, uh, he was planning to get shot and be found by Lupin, (laughs) which, again, would not put it past him based on the previous series. And that helicopter did show up at the right time, it's just like, yeah, if Lupin solves this, then my ass won't be in the line for the secret uh, organisation actually running England for like a hundred years now. Yeah, um, I, suppose, yeah. I, I suppose he was always like planning to kind of to try and get in and, and, and mess them up, but mm. you've got in over his head, but if, oh, if he's willing to do the heavy lifting yes. for me, what yeah. I, I, I convalesce, then so all the better. Hmm. He, he, did he make off with the software at the end of the last season? God, I can't remember. I think he did. Maybe, well, maybe, because he has laptop there with multiple windows and all that. They've been spotted in like, yes. multiple parts of the world right now. Um, mm-hmm. Ultimately, they're going to like, take the Trans Siberian Railroad or big Trans Siberian Railroad. The bogus Trans Siberian Railroad, yes, which um, his own giant garden railroad. So I, I think they might actually still be in England. I feel like this is going to be like a episode of the Avengers. Uh, cause oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like some weird eccentric with their own railroad <laughs> in their country manner, uh, but like each each stop is like, and this is India, and he hired a bunch of Indian guys to man that tiny yeah. station, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, this next episode is the Masaki Suji written episode. Okay, back okay. out of retirement again. Uh, only comes One last out, jab. Yeah, only comes out of retirement <laughs> for shows we watch. <laughs> Oh, well. I mean, his Concrete oh, yeah. Revolution episode was very good, uh, <laughs> which was the Saze sad one. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, let's see what he's got for uh, Lupin. And then the next episode after that is the Mamoroshi red one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he just, just saves it all up, and when he comes back out from his hibernation, he just delivers. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because it goes from like 1994's maps uh, on, on the Wikipedia and 2015's Concrete Revolution. Uh, but he is one of these uh, members of one of these mystery writers clubs of Japan. Mm-hmm. He's probably writing other things. Like yeah, for, I'm sure he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Or for maybe a magazine or something. Yes. I still like work smart, not fucking hard, you know? Yeah, I, I feel like he did. He, I think feel like he worked hard <laughs> in the 60s Oh, yeah, and yeah. 70s, he's he's done with then, the working yeah. hard, for sure. Yeah. Then, yeah. It's a share of role. He's probably learned his lessons from now. I'm like, I still want to stay on this side, but not be like those directors who worked themselves into their grave before they were 60. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not for me. Uh, yeah, because it goes up to, yeah, his Japanese wiki goes up to 83, and then it's then it's since the 1990s after that, so uh, for the anime writing. Uh, mm-hmm. and, then, and then it's a, a long list of his mystery novels. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I assume they've got him on because he crosses over into both those worlds. So, mm. And I, I, he, I'm i sure he, he must have done earlier Lupin stuff as well because he's one of those guys mm. who wrote for everything. Or maybe this is a thing he didn't do and this is his chance to uh, knock mm. a loop at oh. Lupin off. Well, well they, they mentioned as, you know, uh, remember that Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes the third guy yes. he tangled with a long time ago? Yeah. And Lupin had said, yeah, it's, it's a bit like, you know, there's like Sherlock Holmes, you know, they, like someone takes on the, the mantle or the name like every generation, but I'm not sure when, how it works. Is a deserving again. person. I was like, I don't really know how the Lupin one works, but I'm Lupin, but but the Sherlock Holmes has different rules for that. Also, there's there will always be a Watson? I don't fucking know. It's weird. Yes. There are always two, there are. 
yeah, I know. I know. I saw some people complaining about those details, but I was like, yeah. I mean, those, that stuff was in the previous season as well. If you don't know what you're getting with these guys now, I mean, the end, the climax of the last, I think, the, in one of the early last episodes of last season, just has a character show up from one of the TV specials with no explanation. Yeah, so. I mean, I, yeah, that's like, yeah. like he's he's hanging out, he's hiding out in the last place that the royal love, the castle, the basement of the castle of Cagliostro. Maybe <laughs> yes. these hands together, and he shows up in that gold submarine from Harry Mouse <laughs> Treasure. Uh, yeah, everything, everything happened. It's all yeah. the office together. Dude, Which, I, I fucking yeah. love that. Like the idea, I I haven't seen that Sherlock Holmes versus Lupin one, but the idea that Sherlock Holmes is only fighting Lupin now. He's never fought yes. him before. He's That's fought, weird. He's like, fought no, we have two, fought before. Yeah, two different Sherlock Holmes the thirds. Um, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, think, so, I think one or both were phonies. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Anyways. But um, like, I'm glad everything's in continuity. It's just like, even if I'm not aware of it or I haven't watched it or something, it's something that I can go back to. I'm I'm not yeah. missing out by not uh getting the reference. Or yeah. it, it, this show doesn't play it like that. Some some things would, but yeah, this doesn't. Uh, yeah. I mean, the only problem is the CGR cars. I feel like they try and yeah. do their best. They try and make them move, bounce in a comedic fashion and. There's some pause, nice crashing and stuff. Them, like just have the the beats. What and... was the um? I I liked Lupin riding up the the stairs on the motorbike, and then your man in Senegal's car like getting yes. it on the side. I know that bridge, but I can't think of the fucking name it's of the it. The Blackfriars Bridge. I was going to say. Oh, okay. No, yeah, I yeah. know all these locations. It should be driving me more <laughs> mad than I am. Um... <laughs> uh, when when they get like the when um. When home is under train and had that motorbike chase, it's a lot more like, you know, ah, this is like uh, way more like uh, away from like the larger kind of pop is more obviously touristy areas. Now, if, well, if they did like, say they were 30 minutes away. Yeah. It yeah. was a bit like watching like the car chases in Night of Duty, honestly. Yeah, there's some. <laughs> so whenever it goes to like a uh, speed line thing with them in the car, is where they're jumping between location and location. Uh, I, I was able to pinpoint some stuff out the first episode uh, just from background stuff. Like there's one shot in the first episode where you can still see a screw fix sign in the background. Uh, <laughs> but I'm the sponsor. Yeah. And so you just look up London screw fixes. It's where uh, it's next to the bridge where Jigen's standing and uh, launching those rocket launchers from. Uh, oh, that's an actual bridge. Very nice. At a pilgrimage site. Yeah, uh, the, the the shopping street where Lily and Holmes go down is not it. On one side of the street, it appears to be f- sort of referencing Deptford High Street, but not on the other side of the street. And if it is Deptford High Street, they've got like a two plus hour walk back to two two one P Baker Street. Like he's a, he is in Baker Street in the thing, right? Yes, um, he is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I was kind of thinking I was like maybe they moved to the the suburbs or something, you know, just out of yes. and it's like no, no, they're still in thing. Mrs. Hudson is there, but if his whole thing is like passed down, maybe it's like she's she's like Mrs. Hudson the fort or something. <laughs> yeah, uh, passed from yeah. mother to daughter. But they, you can't match up the shots to Google image uh, Google Maps uh, Street View. So they definitely mm-hmm. had somebody going around with a camera take, uh, doing the research. That's um, cool, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, the Deford High Street bit was because there's a shot where there's a, something in the background called King Chicken, and on De- Deford High Street there's Chicken King, which is a, has a knockoff <laughs> Burger King logo, and it's next to a greengrocer's which has got exactly the same green and white awning that has got in the anime. It's the other side oh. of it. So they've just used it as photo reference rather than some of these shots, which are just, yeah, yeah, yeah. just the photo treated pretty much. But um, mm, mm, mm. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's and then they're in Southeast London hiding out, aren't they? I couldn't figure out where they were, even though Holmes has like circled it on a map. Uh, so yeah, I feel like a lot of it is uh, going to be Southeast London related. Um but, I think on the plus side, if you want to see the real places, it's all tourist spots, so you'll be able to get yeah. to most of it. Well, yeah, I would say Deford High Street does not quite look quite as nice as it does in the cartoon. Um, I mean, it's Lupin. It's going to look great. <laughs> and, it, and it definitely is referencing a different street whenever you see them from the other side of the road, <laughs> which I don't know where that was, but it was... Uh, it's a li- mm. watching, re-watching it again, it's like even the lighting is different. 
it's much sunnier right. when they're facing in one direction on the streets and when they're facing the other. Pictures even taken different times of day. Yeah, not different right. Places. That's yeah, British yeah. weather for you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Could change at the drop of a hat. Um, mm. But yeah, I'm enjoying it a lot. Uh, I look forward to just having like a one-shot goofy thing about a uh, fake Trans-Siberian Railway. Um, I, I, I like the idea of like a murder happening on a very tiny train. I think that would be very fun. Yeah. Yeah, because the shot seems to have like a fake, like a toy in in the driver's seat of the train, mm, uh, mm. like some sort of dubby. Um, like, is this is like the kind of like the small train that you know, fully grown adult men and also children would sit in? Not, I'm, not like a, I'm a, hoping a model so. Train I'm hoping it is. I'm hoping that's what it is. I feel like a model train thing would be less exciting for a Lupin caper, but I don't know. They could make it work. They get shrunk. Stranger things have happened to them. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. Uh, that's it for this week. We'll be back uh, Wednesday, is that correct? Yeah, no. if depending on how things go, I mean, I'd be here, so you can operate at your own discretion, and if that's the case, I'll let you know how it happens. Okie dokie, we'll be back then. Goodbye for now. Bye. See you soon. Okay. Okay.